Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And this is Adrian Kennedy in for Andrea this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Now, did you hear the story about Netflix announcing that they're searching for a body double for uh, actress Lindsay Lohan for a new movie which will begin shooting in Ireland next week. Uh, Rom-com Irish Wish will be filming in Dublin, Wicklow, Westport and Knock Airport and is set for release uh, next year. But as I said, Netflix is searching for a body double for Lindsay Lohan. So what's it like being a body double and what does a body double actually do? If you've ever had the experience of being a body double or being an extra on a movie, we'd love to hear from you on 53106. You can also text us on... uh, Sorry, you can call us on 1800-453-106. Now, Dara joins me on the line uh, in Cork. And Dara, you've been a body double for a very famous star. Tell me more. Adrian, a very good afternoon and a very good afternoon to your listeners on Lunchtime Live. Yeah, it was back in 1995, a film that was being made down in Ballycotton in East Cork, a film about a woman in a remote village who dies only to rise from her coffin during the funeral. Oh, fantastic, Uh, yep. (laughs) I I refer to a film by the name of Divine Rapture, starring Deborah Winger, Marilyn Brando, Johnny Depp, John Hurt, and a host of Irish actors and actresses, including Angeline Ball. And, yeah, I was selected to be the body double and stand-in for Marilyn Brando. Marilyn Brando? Yeah, absolutely unbelievable stuff. And it, it just came about that I knew there was something happening in Ballycotton that year, and I went down to visit Ballycotton. I'd been in college in Carlow at the time. I was home for Easter, Went down to Ballycotton with my mum to check it all out, and there was nothing to be seen. So I went into the hotel there, asked a few questions, and the receptionist said, would you like to be an extra? Oh, God, I would. I said, I'd do anything. So gave my name, gave my address, my phone number. I had to send in a photograph. Heard absolutely nothing until a phone call from the line producer, a man by the name of John Downs, on Sunday the 9th of July, I'll always remember it, asking could I report for duty the following morning. Right. To do what? Um, and, I, and I said I couldn't because I had an uncle who was retiring from America the following day. But I said I'll be available Tuesday. So I thought I'd blown it. But the Monday evening he rang me back. We need you tomorrow morning. I said, that's fine. I said, by the way, I said, what am I going to be doing? Ah, uh, something small. We just want you to be the screen double and stand-in for Marilyn Brando. <laughs> right, okay. And right, right away, I'm thinking of Jor-El in Superman, the mm-hmm. movie. And, uh, I mean, Streetcar Named Desire, whole host of other things, The Godfather. And I arrived down on the Tuesday morning. Uh, around 7 o'clock, I'd be on in the, the tented village on set. And... I had no idea what I was expected to do. But I was I was brought aside by the line producer and the producer of the mo- movie, Barry Navidi. They talked me through what I needed to do. So basically, I had to watch Marlon Brando in rehearsal. And then when he'd go off to costume and makeup, I would have to take his place so that the cameras, the sound, everything would be in sync so the great man would come back and do his thing. 
And as a matter of interest, do, do you look like him or did you have to look like him or do you have the same physique as him? Why were you chosen for it? I think there were a couple of things. Yeah, I, I may have had the same physique style at the time, but he was playing an Irish priest. And I had, when I filled out the form, I had mentioned that I had actually been training to be a priest at one time. And maybe that might have had some sort of a connection. I don't rightly know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I spent two weeks of absolute magic down there. I thought this was going to be the, the next greatest thing. And it should have been because not alone did I work with Marlon Brando, but I got to hang out with Johnny Depp. I got to hang out with Deborah Winger, John Hurt. I mean, they're the things that people would only dream of. Absolutely. What an amazing experience. Now, the, the worst part about this whole story, though, is that uh, the movie that you worked on with all of those very famous people never actually saw the light of day. Unfortunately, no. And a lot of that was down to criminal fraud, unfortunately. Um, two ex-film uh, producer companies um, had gone bankrupt. All of a sudden, they had money. They were going to put up this big chunk of money to get Marlon Brando to Ireland. And I, I reckon within maybe nine or ten days, I began to sense something is not right. And we were called to a meeting, all the crew and the actors and the actresses were brought to a meeting in a marquee and we were told there's an issue with finance. Now, Marlon was staying in, close by in Shanagari House. Um, it's a, a well-told story that himself, Johnny Depp, Deborah Winger, John Hurt and Daryl O'Malley, the main stars, they all got together with Marlon and he tried to come up with a way that maybe if they reduced their fees, that they would make the movie because Marlon had a dream to come to Ireland to make a movie and he had just gone through terrible personal tragedy. So it was a big deal for him. Mm. It was a big dream for him. And having witnessed what I saw, it, it could have been the next best quiet man. And what, uh, was it looking like being a good movie? Divine Rapture, it was to be called. Um, it, did you get the feeling from what you saw of the filming and, and the storyline that it was actually going to be a good movie? Absolutely, yeah. without any shadow of a doubt, because when you have A-listers like Brando, Johnny Depp had just come off the back of Edward Scissorhands and Benny and June, so mm. his star was really beginning to shine. But you had Deborah Winger, another Hollywood A-lister, John Hurt, and then a host of Irish actors and actresses, including Angeline Ball. Um, some of your listeners will remember the Reardons. Um, Joe Pilkington, who played the role of Eamon in the Reardons, he was on the set, and I became good friends with him. And, and so, you, you got to hang around with all of these people for, for that period of time. I did, but I was in close contact with, with Marlon. And as it transpired and as the years passed, I, I was lucky enough to build a music career. I put that down to my working with Marlon because without me realizing it, he had heard me singing one evening on set. He was in his, in his trailer. I didn't know that. And the following day, we're shooting a scene over a cliff and he just called me over and he said, you, you need to do something with your singing. And I was like, how did he hear me sing or how did he know I was singing? 
But yeah, I, I I took his advice later on. But what an incredible experience! Mm. It's, it certainly sounds like it. So, for anybody listening to us right now who may fit the criteria of being a, a body double for somebody like uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, you'd recommend going for it because you never know what might what might come of it. Absolutely. Look, it's it, for me. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. And if anybody gets that opportunity, guys, go for it. Because I'm assuming if you were suited as a as a body double for Marlon Brando, you may not be a suitable body double for uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, or maybe. No, I probably wouldn't <laughs> fit the bill. All right, great to talk to you, Dara. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, you're listening to uh, Lunchtime Live. We're talking about body doubles. As we said, um, Netflix have announced that they're searching for a body double for uh, Lindsay Lohan for a new movie, which is to begin shooting in Ireland very shortly. Um, Danielle is on the line. And Danielle, can you explain to me uh, the role that you played as a body double in the television series Penny Dreadful? Okay, so it was um, a love scene, an adult scene. Um, it was. It wasn't too awkward as you, you probably imagined that it would be, but it was actually my husband who was the other body double in the scene with me. So that was grand. <laughs> that was handy enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was uh, the the actors that we were doubling for were trained stunt people. So in the scene, a monster comes in and interrupts this intimate scene and pulls the couple apart, throws him against the wall, that kind of thing. Um, but no, as I say, I'm not a trained stunt performer, so that wasn't me. I was the one in the bed looking busy. So, you know, it, it, this is very confusing. So there's you in the bed with your husband doing a, a love scene and yeah. then you get dragged out of the bed, but it's not actually you getting dragged out of the bed. It's the stunt doubles. Yeah. And then the original couple are not involved in the scene at all. Yeah. It's amazing, right. isn't it? <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Um, you also uh, got called back for uh, another part in uh, Penny Dreadful to do something that you can't actually do, which is dance. That's right. It was a, a waltz in a ballroom scene. Um, I'm not a dancer. I have no rhythm. But there I was <laughs> on all my, my lovely Victorian dress. So how, so how do you dance in a scene when you can't actually dance? How do they make it look like you can actually dance? Well, the good thing about those Victorian dresses is they cover a lot of your feet. Like your feet cannot be seen. So as long as you can sway to the, like the right timing, you, you look like you're dancing. And by the way, for people who uh, don't know what Penny Dreadful is, explain that to me. It was a, it was a television series that ran for a couple of years, a kind of a horror sort of uh, program, yeah, wasn't it? It was based on a Victorian horror comic. And so it involved, you know, um, Mary Shelley and, you know, all these different Victorian horror characters. Now, you've also you've also played the role. uh, This really sounds interesting of a 17 year old corpse. Yeah, in my late 20s. (laughs) I can't help but take that as a compliment. (laughs) So explain to me how you play the role of a corpse. You obviously don't have to move an awful lot. No, that, no, that sounds like it would be easy. It was incredibly hard. <laughs> right, what's, <laughs> Not, so, what's so hard? Just lying there? Yeah, so it sounds like that. Just lie there. But imagine just lie there and don't breathe because it's a close-up. It's supposed to be this emotional scene. She was the daughter of a, a main character. So it's like this big reveal. They're moving bodies. They find this child. And it's like, oh, no, let's zoom in on her. So you can't breathe. 
<laughs> because you can't have, you know, your nose move and like uh, you can't have your eye- eyelids twitch at all. Like, <laughs> And the need to fidget is always there as well. Um, so it, so it, was, it actually required quite a bit of acting then. A little bit, yeah. And, you know, like trying not to act because you're, you're hearing the characters around you and how they're interacting with each other and how they're reacting to finding this child. And, you know, you're trying not to move or not to, you know, react to their emotions as well. So, And yeah. as a matter of interest, did you find, you, was there any outtakes? Did you find yourself laughing or smiling or giggling or... Just once or twice, but it was in reaction to the director laughing, so I was okay. I didn't get in any trouble. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. And then, yeah. uh, and then finally, you were you were also uh, involved in a in a film with Mel Gibson, uh, where you actually played his daughter. I was, yeah. That was the professor and the madman. It and was the, tell, the tell me about movie. the relationship with with him, and how did you get on with him? Um, Mel Gibson, mm. oh, brilliant. Yeah, he's a a lovely person to work with. He's um, very friendly and. Um, he complimented me on my research of his character, which is nice. Um, I was ca- carrying a baby um, who was supposed to be his grandchild. And, um, you know, we're ad-libbing, we're looking like we're, we're just having a lovely family stroll through the garden of a Sunday morning. And he said to me, um, oh, what's the baby's name? And I said, oh, James. And he looked at me, I said, after you, Dad. And he's like, oh, good work. But it was like he broke character for a second. Mel Gibson said that, not the character. Yeah, very good, very yes. good. So, <laughs> so that whole experience of being on set, um, I've never actually been on, a, on a, a live movie set. When, you, when you're actually there and you see all these famous actors all around you and, uh, you know, they're, they're there to do a job, are you giggly because there's famous people around you? Are you professional? How do you cope with being oh. in that sort of world? Okay, well, it really depends on who it is. I, I was once in a scene with uh, Ray Winston. Now, um, I wasn't doubling, so um, I was just an extra. But as he's walking past, he's doing a vocal warm-up. He's singing Hi-Ho from Snow White. So naturally, you know, you have to join in. <laughs> Ray Winston, a bunch of extras, all singing Hi-Ho from Snow White. That was a good laugh. Um, but the other actors you don't mess with. You kind of just act like you don't see them. They might be in character. They might be, you know, getting into the headspace of their character. So... Don't look at them, don't interact with them, you know, that kind of way. You get a feel for them, you know, whether or not you could speak to them or whether it gives them space, you know. And I know um, movie companies are regularly looking for extras, regularly, as we've heard, uh, advertising for body doubles for people like Lindsay Lohan. Um, Would you recommend doing it? Is it good fun? It is. It's great fun. Now, the days are long, but you do. You you meet people, you have a good time. Um, Sometimes, as I say, you meet celebrities and Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. All right. Thank you very much for your call. Um, Just want to squeeze in one final one. Back in 1962, a movie called Term of Trial was filmed, starring Laurence Olivier um, and uh, Sarah Miles and Christine... You uh, not only were in that movie um, as a as a body double because you were the same height as her. You spent a few weeks on the set and even travelled to Paris. Yes, I did. I went. Um, I spent six months on the on the whole film um, because I was I was well. Yeah, I spent six months because she went. We went to Paris on a trip. The film was about. Um, a high school te- a teacher, which was Lawrence Olivier, and he had a problem with him with the drink. So Sarah Miles had a crush on him, and she, you know, she accused him of, you know, when we went to Paris, of um, 
take the van, sure. Right. Well, anyway, um, no. So I was in the wrist ballroom in Ballyfermish at the time. I was only 16. And this, these men were going around tipping you and asking you, would you like to come in and just um, into this place in, in town? So we went in, me and my friend, and they picked us out and they gave us a screen test. And um, we went on and went over to Wicklow. Wicklow was quite far from Ballyfermish, so they sent a taxi over for me. So um, we went over and we had, um, it was very early in the morning, and then we we went into the classroom and I was sitting beside, but you know, it's so long ago, I can't even think his name. The lad was quite popular actor, but um, there was Clive Colin Bowler in it and there was Terence Damp in it as well. He was the main actor in it, and um, and Sarah and um, and Lawrence. And, um, and, and what exactly did you do? You say uh, so you you were found to be the same height as her. Yeah, he just he just he just uh, John used John John. I can't think of the uh, God the uh, the director's name. But anyway, he just said that would I stand stand in for? And I said, yeah, because I got an extra pound a day for that. We got a pound a day for doing the um, the films. You know, stand in. And um, and an extra pound a day for being a, uh, a body yeah. double for <laughs> that's brilliant. And obviously, an experience that stays with you to this day. I'd say it was very, very, a very, very, very experience because we went to Paris and we went to the Louvre and we went. We had great times. They brought us out, gave us dinners and all that. That yes, was that was very it. exotic in nineteen sixty one or nineteen sixty two, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I had a great time brilliant. there. No. All right, great story. Thanks very much indeed, uh, Christine. And thank you, all of you. Very interesting conversation. Once again, Netflix are looking for body doubles. If you reckon you fit the bill as a body double for Lindsay Lohan, uh, you might give it a shot. You're listening to Lunchtime Live here at News Talk. We've lots of calls just uh, on what we were talking about earlier on about energy prices straight after the break. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.